Hello, cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Cryptonaut Mike. And on today's episode, we're going to give you the top 10 daily stats of the day, as well as your crypto news of the day. So make sure to check us out in Discord and YouTube, or go to our website at www.c3media.tech. That is the letter C, number 3, media.tech. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Cryptonauts. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today, I have my co-host, Cryptonaut Mike. How's it going, Mike? Pretty good. All right, cool. That's a good That's a good mic check right there. All right, so for the Cryptonauts out there, we are going to do the top 10 of crypto news of the day. Why? Because it seems like you guys really want that. We've been getting a lot of positive uh, feedback, and uh, the stats look really good with the top 10 and crypto news so this is something that we're going to bring back and start doing again because a lot of people say that they miss the old style and here we are so let's start off with the top 10 coins on coin gecko uh number one bitcoin settling at $32,939.46 with a seven day loss of 2.9 percent number two ethereum settling at $2,009.11 with a seven day loss of 13.3 percent number three tether of course uh, settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss. Number four, Binance Coin, settling at $309.59 with a seven day loss of 5.7%. Number five, Cardano, settling at $1.26 with a seven day loss of 9.8%. Number six, XRP, settling at 61 cents with a seven day loss of 5.1%. And number seven, USD Coin, settling at $1 with a seven day gain of 0.3%. And number eight, Dogecoin settling at 19 cents. 19 cents. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Hopefully, hopefully, cryptonauts out there did not buy at 65 cents when Elon Musk was on SNL. Please, please, hopefully, you're a little smarter than that. With a seven day loss of 12.1%. Number nine, Polkadot settling at $13.87 with a seven day loss of 17.6%. And number 10, Binance USD settling at $1 with a seven-day seven gain of 0.2%. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 Cryptonauts of the day. Your overall total market cap is at $1.4 trillion, up by 2.4%. And let's see here. What else? What else? What else? What else should I see here? Okay, Bitcoin dominance at 44%. And with that said, make sure you collect your daily candies, just like I'm doing right here. Obviously, you sign up here on CoinGecko. You collect your daily candies. It's all free. You get it every single day. You get a nice little candy balance there. And with that, you can go to rewards and collect your rewards. I am not trying to shill Coin uh, CoinGecko. I'm not getting anything for this. It's just kind of cool that you can get some um, awesome NFTs when they have that. Like here, they got some NFTs. Sometimes they're giveaways. Sometimes they're just like straight up. Hey, we only got a thousand of these NFTs. First come, first serve. Uh, I, I did. I did redeem these books here. So that's what I got. I got a couple of things out of here. Um, yeah, check them out. It's free. Candies. Now, let's go to the crypto news of the day. Using Decrypt.co. First news written by Matthew DeSalvo and Jeff Benson. Dogecoin creator Jackson Palmer says crypto preys on financially desperate and naive in Tweetstorm. 
Hmm. The co-founder of Dogecoin today launched an astonishing attack on cryptocurrency, claiming it has the worst part of today's capitalist system. Jackson Palmer, who, fo who founded Dogecoin in 2013 for fun with co-founder Billy Marcus before selling all his holdings, explained it in a Wednesday Twitter thread why he wants nothing more to do with the crypto world. Quote, after years of studying it, I believe that cryptocurrency is an inherently right-wing, hyper-capitalistic technology built primarily to amplify the wealth of its proponents through a combination of tax avoidance, diminished regulatory oversight, and artificially enforced scarcity, he said in a tweet. Wow, that's like crazy charged tweet right there. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he triggered a few people with that. Uh, quote, despite claims of decentralization, the cryptocurrency industry is controlled by a powerful cartel of wealthy figures who, with time, have evolved to incorporate many of the same institutions tied to the existing centralized uh, financial systems they supposedly set out to replace, he added. You know what? Well, ho hold on. What's this? It's a remarkable broadside from a man who helped launch the eighth biggest cryptocurrency after a 6,000% rise in the past year alone. Dogecoin now has a market cap of $26 billion. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I remember when I bought my first uh, Dogecoin way back in the days. It wasn't even worth a penny. It wasn't even worth a penny. Right. I, I, I bought thousands, thousands of them. And, and I got them off of uh, eBay. I paid like like 10 cents for like 3,000 Dogecoin. It was something like crazy like that. So I was like, sure, I'll take a dollar of that. No problem. <laughs> of course, uh, oh uh, of course, if I held on to that, that's what we're talking about. You learn over time about being a paper hand or a diamond hand. That's that's your next evolution right there for the cryptonauts out there that are new to this, to this crypto game. Paper hand or diamond hand. You just got to work through it and stay strong. Or, or what do you think, Mike? What do you think about paper hands and diamond hands? The reason I say this, uh, the reason I say this, because I, I I found out today that that's not necessarily a true statement to be a diamond hodler, because it depends on your life circumstances. Some people can buy, hodl, and sell at a certain point just to make a profit, so they can have some sort of income for themselves. That's what miners do. And there's other people that do have that uh, long-term investment for decades and decades. Some people just want short-term gains, which is fine. They can play play the system with that. But it all depends on, I guess, uh, the cryptonauts' life circumstances at the time and what their intentions are in crypto. Yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, it's interesting that he's saying all this stuff about crypto, though. You know, if he, if he has those thoughts on crypto, just wait till he learns about the agricultural industry. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I just think it's it's a it's a world problem in general. It's kind kind of I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that he would say that, considering he made a meme coin. Why do you think he said that? Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it's like to create a joke that turns into twenty six billion dollars. So maybe maybe that does something to someone. Huh. Then you have the access of an op of a public forum like which, that. Which I want you to elaborate on that because people still think Dogecoin is a solid investment. It's a solid investment into a joke. You know? Like, you know, giving away a Dogecoin to your friends and family for a Christmas present, that sounds kind of fun. 
Right, but, but that's but, you know, putting but your not, life savings into it. But that that's what no. the, that's what the issue is now is that people are doing that. They are see when I bought it, I bought thousands and thousands of them for one dollar. Thousands and thousands of them, man. I, I, let me see. I got uh, I think it was like thirty thousand Dogecoin for a dollar, something like that, or three hundred. I forgot what what the multiplication is on it. Something something ridiculous. I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. I got I got I got Dogecoin. Not bad, you know. A dollar is a dollar. It's not. I mean, geez, you can't even really get a cup of coffee for that now. But now people are saying that they they want to dump their life savings in there. That's no. Do not. Do not do that. Absolutely not. There's so much yeah, I think better things out there. That's more of a state on humanity than crypto. Just because crypto happens to be that vehicle for someone to do a Hail Mary. Yeah. You know? You think it's going to go back up anytime soon? Dogecoin? Uh, I, I, I don't think Dogecoin, for the most part, ever rises. I think the value of the dollar just lowers. Ah, you know, with, with, with the special exceptions lately of you know someone very famous pumping it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next news written by Will Gutson Jen. Well, we're just gonna read the title on that because it's not that important. Holly Herndon, how do you say that name? Herndon. Herndon launches DAO-controlled vocal deep fake platform Holly Plus. There you go. That's all you need to know. Next news written by Jeff Benson. SEC settles with crypto ICO ratings site over undisclosed payments. The SEC isn't just going after years-old crypto projects for initial coin offerings, ICOs. It's also going after long-gone websites that promoted them. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission today announced it has settled charges with Blockdix LTD, which ran Coinschedule.com, a now-defunct website that rated ICOs. CoinSchedule purported to be a safe haven for those who wanted to sort out the legitimate cryptocurrency offerings from the scams. It included trust scores and ratings for credibility and operational risk. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. According to the SEC, CoinSchedule failed to disclose that ICO issuers had paid the website to write profiles of their projects. Of course! Of course, wow. right? I mean, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. How are they going to stay afloat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, does it surprise you? No, I, I doubt it. No. no, it surprises me that the police are going after you. Um, that's crazy. So, in the SEC, yeah. Um, when it comes to ICOs, how do you, how do you feel about ICOs when they were initially released, and then later were told, "Hey, ICOs are technically a security." And obviously, a lot of people, a lot of developers, got into uh, developed ICOs, and got out of it. Obviously, they got they got the the ban hammer and said, "Okay, I don't want I don't want I don't want the SSC on my on my back. I'm gonna get out of this." But it's already too late. They've already did something. It's already it already exists. It's already out there. It's circulating in the in the, in the crypto wild. It is what it is. But since they kind of reneged on their on their ICO and want out. They technically can no longer get out once they've already let the animal go. There's going to be consequences in the future for them, regardless of what the what their intentions were, good or bad, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, taking money is taking money. We definitely, you know, live in a country where you got to do it a certain way, unless it's from friends and family. Now, are ICOs a good thing or a bad thing? Because in some nations, like you're saying, in some nations, 
ICOs still exist every single day. They, you know, they, they, they keep popping up. I think it just depends the promise behind the ICO. You know, if the ICO is something very simple, like a gift card for a store, like for a brand new pizza shop, then sure. You know, if it's a complicated promise that fails to deliver in any way, and they didn't go through the regulatory steps, then, you know, go for that low-hanging fruit first. But there are companies popping up that are making, that are uh, helping with the regulation side of ICOs. So the people who just want to build or have that utility behind their tokens work and get that done, and don't have to really worry about hiring a bunch of lawyers and making sure everything's right. Mm -hmm. We definitely need more crypto lawyers. That's for sure. There's not for enough. For sure, and and accountants. Mm -hmm. Oh it yeah. Is, I I don't see it as a smart move for any accountant who's not trying to take all the courses they can on crypto right now and marketing that they can do those services. Oh, yeah. A lot of money in that. Yeah. Next news written by Will Gottsengen. Stablecoins should be more strictly regulated. Fed chair tells Congress. Okay. Let's let's see what this is about. Okay. I'm kind of curious about this. I, I'm guessing it's about USDT. Let's see. Testifying today before the House of Representatives, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said stablecoins should be subject to stricter regulations and treated like bank deposits or money market funds. A stablecoin is kind of a cryptocurrency that's pegged to the price of a physical currency, typically the U.S. dollar. The idea is that the peg keeps the price of the coin stable, granting traders some of the flexibility and transparency of crypto without the volatility. Uh, Rep. Anthony Gonzalez... Uh, of what is that Ohio asked Powell specifically about Tether ah there we go now that the <laughs> now the most valuable stablecoin and the, and the one that's faced the most scrutiny over the business practices of its bank uh, of its backing company while Tether once claimed that each of its coins was backed by a real dollar sitting in the bank somewhere it's since disclosed that much of its backing <coughs> excuse me <coughs> comes from commercial pa commercial paper or debts. Quote, commercial paper are short-term overnight obligations from companies and most of the time they're investment grade. Most of the time they're very liquid. It's all good, said Powell, but during the recent financial crisis, he added, the market just disappears and that's when people will want their money. It's very simple. These are economic activities very similar to bank deposits and money market funds and they need to be regulated in comparable ways. Powell was before the House Financial Service Services Committee to deliver his semi-annual report on money uh, monetary policy, which involved both a prepared statement and a series of responses to questions from lawmakers. Quote, We have a tradition in the country where the public's money is held in what is supposed to be a very safe asset, he said, before explaining that the regulatory framework for deposits and money market funds don't exist really for stablecoins. Yeah. So is it going to happen? I think so. Yeah. Obviously, let's see this last paragraph down here at the bottom. During today's hearing, Powell also commented on the potential development of a CBDC or central digital bank currency, central bank digital currency, something about which the Fed has long evoked. Oh, man, I'm not going to be able to say that word. E e say that word, Mike. E e <laughs> I love it. This word right here. Equivocate. E equivocated 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 all right there's some words i can't say equivocated got it equivocated 
Uh, word of the day, equivocated. <laughs> Responding to a question from Rep. Stevens Lynch, Powell suggests that the development of a state-controlled digital dollar system may obviate the need for private cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. So there you go. Obviously, uh, there's going to be an, a CBDC coming out soon. Who knows when? Uh, but when it does, it's going to be a whole different nation, I think. What do you think, Mike? I think C CBDCs uh, will change the way we, we do transactions for sure. I, I if, don't, if it ever comes to market. I don't like the fact that government is in absolute control of the CBDCs. Um, if it's that way, then I, you know what, let me just stay with paper because something about giving the government absolute control of every single transaction that you do is not something that I feel comfortable with. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Mike agrees. All right. Next news written by. Andrew Hayward, shapeshift to become decentralized exchange, airdrop Fox tokens to 1 million. Ah, do we need to read this? Let's see here. Shapeshift, the cryptocurrency exchange founded. Oh, yeah, okay. Founded in 2014 by Eric Voorhees, uh, brother of Jason Voorhees. Announced today that it will decentralize its operations and gradually shutter its corporate business. Instead, the firm will turn over uh, control to its users and become a decentralized exchange. They've been working on that for a while. That's good that they're doing this, by the way. Uh, that enables trading without intermediaries. Now, I've had a bad experience with Shapeshift. I don't know if you ever used Shapeshift, but it was one of the first. Uh, yep. It was one of the first um, coin swap platforms that I've used, and to date, I have never been able to get my L uh, LTC back. It is. It huh. is what it is. Same. Really? I had a similar experience with them. Uh, Converting, I think it was Bitcoin to Ethereum or Ethereum to Bitcoin for a purchase on Open Bazaar, and it just it just froze. Never got any of the money. Yeah, did you email them? Um, I I tried at the time. This was a few years ago. Yeah, same here. A few years ago. I'm talking uh, about like you know, well over like five years ago. And there's there's a lot of choices out there for exchanges. Yeah, and I feel like if you get burned by one. It's easier to just move on to another one than get burned again by the same one. <laughs> right, right. That's why I, have, I I never touch Shapeshift after that. You know, I used them uh, probably like like six times. The first five times they were very small, and then finally I wanted to make a bigger move, and that's when it got locked up. And I don't know what the heck happened. They're saying that it came back. I I emailed them. They're, they're, uh, the representative said that it went back to my wallet. I'm like, no, I never received anything back. And just sit in there. I can see it in the blockchain. They can see it too. But they're saying, no, it's back. It's back in the wallet. It's like, no, I can clearly see in the block that it's sitting wherever it went. I don't know if it's on 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 with, sitting with them in their wallet or in someone else's wallet. But still, to date, years later, it's still sitting there. Um, not my wallet. Not in my wallet. Yeah. I set up an exchange with them a while ago to buy a coin, and like right after I signed up, they delisted the coin. So I just had an inactive account. But now, I've been getting tons of emails saying claim my Fox tokens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Now the I bet reason, it's on Ethereum too. The reason that they're doing this, and I'm sure it's somewhere in the article here, but I, I'm just gonna say it. The reason they're doing this because I, re I read it. Uh, I read this similar article a few months ago. Uh, Eric Voorhees has been having the SEC on on his tail for a while now, pretty much saying that they need to KYC and AML pretty much every single customer. And when they were 
tagged to do that, they lost a lot of customers, a lot. I mean, probably more than 60, 70% of the customers said, nope, we don't want nothing. The reason that they were using it, the reason I was using it, because there was no KYC AML on there. It's easy. You go in there, you swap it out, it goes into your wallet, cool, no problem. That's it. No, now you got to sign up. You got to put your driver's license. You need to be verified. You got to give your thumbprint. You got to get some DNA. You got to give them your uh, <laughs> all that stuff, right? No, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that's why they're moving over to a DEX because now they're saying, hey, you know what? SEC, we're not in control. It's the people. It's 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 part of the DEX. You know? And that's the same thing that Binance is doing, by the way. They're, they, uh, and they're very successful. Uh, their DEX is working uh, without doubt, and it's... It is what it is. All right, next news. Let's see here. Written by Adriana Hamacher. Damien Hurst forces buyers to make a choice. Physical art or NFTs? Ah, okay. Contemporary British artist Damien Hurst is launching a series of one... Oh, sorry. Excuse me. 10,000 artworks and non-fungible tokens, NFT, in the form of a fascinating experiment that forces buyers to choose between possession of a physical artwork or its blockchain-based version. Okay, before I continue reading, don't read anymore. Right, uh, Mike, what do you think? What do you think people are trying to do here? That reminds me of the artist who sold uh, a sculpture that he made in his mind for like a ridiculous amount of money. I think it was in Italy. But it, the whole point of NFTs is like, you know, when it's new and it's beta, it's only digital art. But in the ideal world, an NFT goes with a physical piece of art. Like, that's the whole point. You've got the certificate of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So he's just going backwards. I don't know. Art, an artist being an artist, I guess. I'm kind of curious. Where does he store his, uh, his metadata at? Probably MetaMask, I would hope. Well, hope so. Oh, the metadata. Metadata, um, yeah. <laughs> On some, some company server centralized company server right yeah most likely um I, I i don't think that someone who is really particular about caring where his data was stored would give someone an ultimatum yeah you know there was this 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 i guess famous uh, uh artist not too long ago i'm talking about a few months ago that sold a piece of uh art for like millions and he called it the imagination artwork. A very beautiful piece. At least I think it's very beautiful. Because it was literally... <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it. Ah, uh, shoot. I'm just imagining it. This dude, you gotta, you gotta look it up, man. This guy is literally standing next to a wall and pointing at the wall. It's like, I want to sell this. And everyone's like, okay, what are you trying to sell? It's an imagination piece work. You, it, it works by using your imagination. Whatever you think this is, this is, it is what it is. There's nothing there, dude. There's nothing there. It's air. He's selling. He sold it for millions of dollars. I can't. I can't believe the world, man. That's when I said, I'm done. I'm uh, done. Millions of dollars just to point at point <laughs> at nothing. There's nothing there. There's not even a frame. Jeez. I think we were talking about the same artist. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Ah, next news. I didn't realize it was that much, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Next news written by Andrew Asmakov. Crypto mining firm Compass goes nuclear with Oklo partnership. Oklo. Okay. What's what's Oklo? I don't think I've heard of Oklo. Compass mining, a service that lets anyone buy a Bitcoin mining machine and host it around the world, has inked 
a partnership with nuclear energy startup Oklo. The goal? To offer alternative energy sources for compass mining operation. By, uh, by tying up with Oklo, the, com the compass community, which ranges from hosting services in Canada, the U.S., and China to array of hardware manufacturers, would be able to tap into clean nuclear energy. This is in part possible because of Oklo's ambitious attempt to commercialize many nuclear reactors. Instead of building massive plants to generate power, the California-based startup wants to build smaller, unmanned outfits that could power college campuses, large companies, or in this case, crypto mining farms. Oh, dude, I love this. I love this. This is amazing. So far, the startup is off to a positive start. Oakley became the first American company to earn a license for its advanced fission technology accepted by U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission last year. Now it's turning its attention to crypto mining. Oh, love it. I love it. Mike. So do they exist yet, or are they just an on-paper company? Like, um, do they have facilities in the field? See. Compass sets a new course for Bitcoin. Okay, let's see. Partnership between the two firms comes amid heated debates about Bitcoin's negative impact on the environment. Okay, so let's see. Scrolling on down, the picture is likely to have somewhat uh, changed since then due to the on uh, uh, ongoing crackdown of the mining industry in China. However, hopes for a complete switch to renewable may be a tad uh, optimistic given they don't produce enough power to meet the demand for various industries. Um, that's a good question. I don't. Let's see. Uh, we'll see. Oakley provides Compass Bitcoin mining machines with at least 150 megawatts of clean clean power. For context, two megawatts can provide enough electricity for roughly 400 homes. Wow. Oakley claims <coughs> that its advanced vision powerhouse are capable of producing rel reliable energy for up to 20 years without the need to refuel. With the possibility to scale the projects further, the firm's the firm says it can provide additional capacity to accelerate Compass sustainable Bitcoin mining efforts. Well then, yeah. what do you think? You think it's a paper uh, I, paperweight? Or? I I grew up not near a nuclear power plant, and I had a friend whose dad worked at one, and we took a tour. And there there's a lot that goes into it, man. You don't just have to deal with lights going on; you have to deal with the waste. So I, I'm always uh, apprehensive of people who are new or new companies to the nuclear energy space. Who haven't you know had the stumbles already but mm. it also you know having a facility like that you also gotta have really great security and that that's one of the benefits of having a larger nuclear facility is you can concentrate your security so you have lower attack vectors um, yeah I, I have to look in that company it seems really cool um, you know if they can deliver and are delivering those those metrics. So micro reactors is not not a good thing because of the lack of security in your opinion. I'm saying I don't know, but every facility needs security. And if it's a new company, then they haven't really had to deal with the costs and actual follow through of waste. You know, if, if it they haven't been around for twenty years and their you know reactors can survive for twenty years without needing to be refilled. Let's check you know, them. Usually, out. when they're refilled, they also got to be you know, disposed of. And if they don't have a disposable or a reliable pipeline for that, then that's going to be difficult. Let's check them out real quick. I'm curious. Well, looks like they're on, uh, they're selling trades. Okay. 
there should be a um let's see here where would i look up their their history um projects okay south mali investors as asx companies media uh maybe here no it's a uh, for sure easy to find marketing and price action material and not actually how the systems work like not even in a technical way how they work but just logistically how they turn a profit isn't anywhere to be found i think i'm getting too deep into this now oh here we go so they've been around since 2016 yeah mine life okay molly December 2016 so technically 2017 so they've been around for just a couple of years Whoa. they're still about 15 years away from needing to deal with the waste and yeah. that's if they have to just deal with the waste at the end and not you know on a regular basis mm-hmm interesting so the California base but their first site was in, in Mali hmm it's probably way easier regulation. There. Right, yeah, of like course. California has great nuclear energy programs. That makes sense. Okay, so that's it. I went too deep into that rabbit hole. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Next news. I was just curious. I've never heard of Oklo. Now I know. So I'm sure it's going to yeah. come up again, but now i got a little more insight on it. Okay, so where are we at? Uh, a, uh, Next news, article written by Andrew Asm- Asmakov. A16C leads... A $9 million investment in multi-chain crypto wallet Phantom. Okay, that's all you need to know on that. Yeah. Uh, next news after that is written by Andrew Asmakov. Again, Uniswap goes live with early alpha product on optimistic Ethereum. Hmm. Do you want to read that? Sure. Let's check it out. The third iteration of Uniswap, the world's largest decentralized exchange, has been deployed to Optimistic Ethereum, a layer 2 scaling solution for the Ethereum blockchain. Described as a critical step in scaling DeFi applications, the launch is, however, a limited one uh, one in a blog post on Tuesday. Uniswap warned users to treat it as an early alpha product. Optimi- Optimism is a project leveraging so-called optimistic roll-up technology which is designed to boost scalability of the Ethereum blockchain, essentially a process of rolling up transactions and placing them into a single block. The technology is also expect- expected to significantly increase the network's throughput, which will result in, a- in faster transaction confirmation times and lower transaction fees. As per the blog post during the alpha period, uh, what is that? Oh, what is that? What is that? Optimistic, I guess optimistic rollup. I'm guessing will support in an Ethereum. Ether, is that Ethereum? That's yeah. That's the uh, the product is called Optimist or Optimism Ethereum. Okay, Optimism Ethereum. I think. Okay. Oh, will support an initial throughput of 0.6 transactions per second, which is roughly in line with the current transaction capacity of Ethereum's layer one. However, a uh, however, as emphasized by Uniswap, transactions on uh, optimistic Ethereum confirms instantly no more pending or struck swaps. Okay. Um, 
optimistic limited functionality. However, Uniswap warned that optimistic Ethereum is a complex layer 2 scaling solution still in need of rigorous battling uh, battle testing. The limited functionality also means that there's only a limited number of assets supported at launch. Currently, these include Ethereum, USDT, WBTC, DAI, and SNX, with more assets to be added over the coming days and weeks. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Um, cool. All right. That's good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in for that. Anything to help out the the normal user make it easier make it more affordable and make it a, a, a less stressful to use you know uh, that's what that's what i'm for and it seems like here with uh with uh with optimistic rollups awesome cool that, they're they're hitting the points there so i'm good with that next news written by liam frost solana ecosystem tokens drop 12 percent in a week and that's all you need to know Next news, written by Liam J. Kelly. Cosmos down 11% as Tendermint projects tumble. And that's all you need to know. Next news after that, written by Liam Frost. Coinbase wallet adds support for Ethereum scaling solution Polygon. Um, I guess that's all you need to know for that. Uh, next news after that, Liam J. Kelly wrote. What is it? Uh, and... And and Hui and Hui is the sixth province in China to crack down on Bitcoin mining. Okay, okay. Uh, actually, Mike, are you gonna buy some some GPUs when they when they start here in the states? I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, okay, that's a good answer. I, I like I, it. I, I I think GPUs sitting the market is the same kind of news as Apple buying Bitcoin. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but obviously if it does and it's MSRP, are you buying it? At MSRP? Yeah. If I can get a GPU at MSRP. But these are all, probably. these are all minor, minor, uh, um, uh, GPUs. You're still cool with that? Oh, from, they're strictly minor GPUs? Is well, yeah. So, so, so I don't know if you heard, but obviously there is the ban here going in China and a lot of these Bitcoin mining, uh, companies are pretty much either, Either shutting down, they're selling all their uh, all their uh, physical hardware, or they're moving to another nation, like Kazakhstan. And obviously, there's a massive uh, influx of GPUs on 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 the market right now. Um, to my to my understanding, they have. I, I mean, I haven't really been seeing it hit stateside, but apparently, over over in Europe, it is hitting over there, and people are buying stuff for uh, MSRP right now, and they are buying it up. So I don't know if if anything's ever going to come over to stateside, you know. And on top of that, the only way to get your hands on them is that you got to be willing to buy them in batches of ten thousand or more. If you want, if you want to get an MSRP. So, so yeah, I'm definitely not getting on that yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's the catch, man. There's always a catch. That's how they get you. Anyways, uh, Anhui is the sixth province to. Is it Anhui? I'm just gonna say Anhui. Anhui is the sixth province in China to clean up Bitcoin mining, according to local reports. Similar language was used last month when Ya'an, a major city in the Sichuan province, also banned Bitcoin mining. Uh, Anhui has, however, cited power shortage uh, shortages as the key factor behind the latest pro pro prohibition. 
Cryptocurrency mining refers to the energy. Oh, I don't want to read all that. Come on, let's scroll on down. China state's grid weighs in on Bitcoin mining. There is a slight difference between the Anhui ban and those of the five other provinces. Reports of the initial ban revolved around maintaining China's image as an environmentally friendly country. Bitcoin mining, notorious for its large carbon footprint, specifically in coal-rich provinces like Inner Mongolia, clashes with this image. Instead, Anhui is cracking down on this activity due to its due to power shortages. This reason was far less prominent in the previous bans in other provinces. What's more, the Anhui ban appears to be brought about by a notice from the State Grid's Corporation of China, according to the Chinese journalist Colin Wu. The State's Grid is China's national electricity provider and one of the largest in the world at that. Now, come on, man. Really? It, it, being one of the largest? No, come on. I don't know. How bad is their grid? That's got it. Pretty bad. It must be bad. If they're, if they're one of the world's largest grid systems... And they're complaining that oh we got some we got some mining companies out there that are just messing up, uh, m messing up messing up the electricity. I don't know about that. I I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm choking on that because I, I I it's confusing to me. From my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong. Bitcoin mining farms are utilizing the excess energy that is produced by these uh electricity plants yay yeah they're yeah. also they're also bringing in you know revenue revenue like jobs revenue. Tax, yeah yeah and you know it's it's making china stronger you know technically they should want all the miners to be in china that way they can control the hash rate but that's, that's... been one of the biggest gripes have been against bitcoin for a few years now Everyone just points, oh, well, China owns most of it, so Bitcoin bad. That's okay, man. You know what? Let China ban it all because you know what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, right. You know what's happening right now? All these companies that are going to actually survive and, and, and just decide that they're going to move through this, they're either moving to Kazakhstan or they're moving to Texas. Texas, my man. Yeah. Texas. Heck yeah. America. <laughs> all right. Next news. Yeah, this was from yesterday, but we're going to read it. Uh, written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Leaked draft shows what's inside Paraguay's proposed Bitcoin law. This is quite interesting. Paraguay could be hours away from taking an essential step towards reg regulating cryptocurrency as a new bill is expected to be proposed tomorrow. Decrypt has gained access to a leaked copy of the bill being developed by Congressman Carlos uh, Re Rejala and Senator Fernando Silva Facetti. The bill would require registration of cryptocurrencies with Paraguay's under, what is that, under what? Under sec sec secretariats? Yep. Of state taxation. It also would regulate cryptocurrency mining and trading via exchanges as well as peer-to-peer -peer marketplaces requiring actors to register as obligated, uh, uh, obliged? Obligated, sorry, obligated subjects. The path of this uh, bill has been winding. It began with Rejala, uh, Re, Re, Re inspired by El, Salvador, El, Salvador, eh, El Salvador's pro-Bitcoin president, uh, Nayib Bukele, Bukele? Buki, uh, put on his laser eyes and promised to work on in innovative laws that would somehow involve Bitcoin. Oh, look at that. There he is. 
Laser eyes. Speculation around the law was quick to follow. Rumors began to circulate that Rejala was working on the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender in line with El, Sal El Salvador, something he later denied. But his vision of the bill underwhelmed cryptocurrency advocates, uh, Paraguayans, Paraguayans, architect, and the tech enthusiast Juan Pes Pesolani says he received access to the early draft. Quote, I found that 90% of the bill was a literal transcription of two previous unsuccessful bills, one from the Argentinian Congress and the other from the Colombian Congress. Pesolani uh, Peso, told Decrypt. In addition, it had excerpts from a Venezuelan blog and others from a not-so-popular antivirus software site. Those were the last places an informed person would turn to for a project of such an important topic. Well, there you go. There you go. I hope I hope they pass it, man. I don't know. I think uh, I think regulating uh, making Bitcoin legal tender in a nation like this is is much needed, without a doubt. It's gonna give them more independent power for their own nation instead of depending on the uh, fiat USD. Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. Uh, the uh, the feds already already got flustered by people saying uh, not to use the word fiat because uh, USD is not fiat. It is it is actual it is real money. It is real money backed by by real gold. Can you believe that, Mike? They, the, the 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 feds actually no. wrote an article for the public to read, saying that please do not use and they they said please do not use the word fiat for for the for USD. Because because USD is real money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's not, there's definitely not enough people in the media industry who just, it's their job to say no. Like we're not, we're not going to put that out. Well, <laughs> I just can't believe that that they actually went that low to actually write an article like that. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not the news media, okay? It's not the news media that wrote that. These were the feds. It's an actual. You can go to the Fed website right now and find it. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, Kryptonauts. We done, Mike, or we got something else? What do we got? No. No, we're I think good. That's it for the day. We're good. Well, you good. Do you have a couple of uh, Satoshis that you want to give to uh, the Kryptonauts? Any, any, any good advice? Uh. All right, Kryptonauts, with that said, stack sets and huddle. Adios.